hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Welcome back, everybody. If you are joining us for the first time, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, please like, subscribe, be part of this uh, this podcast that we're doing here. We really work hard to have uh, uh, to engage people in healthy perspective. That's the name of the podcast. That's the name of the business. And what we're trying to do is make sure we don't waste your time. And so one of the things that we try to do is get right after it. And we address all the hard topics. So if you've got a hard topic that you want addressed, please send us a, a message. You can, you, you can, there's so many ways to do it. Go to the links in the uh, uh, description and you'll be able to find us. No problem. So today's question for Jeremiah. On September 16th, you posted a question on Twitter or X. Uh, they said Twitter. I'd like you to answer it. Okay, so I went back. Well, first of all, let me let me clarify this. Hey, if you do send me a question, please be specific because I can't always go back and look it up. And, you know, sometimes I'll ask five, six, seven questions in a day. This particular day, I asked a couple of questions. They were um, right along the same lines. I kind of hit a theme for the day. So I am pretty sure I'm answering your question, but if not, go ahead and resend it and give me more specifics. But here's the deal. The question that I, th I believe they were asking about is, is education the most dangerous weapon in the world? That was a question that I posed. And there was a reason I also posted a picture in there, which I'll get to here at the end. But let me let me answer it just point blank. Uh, yes. Yes. Education is the most dangerous weapon in the world. It's by far the most dangerous weapon in the world. And I'm going to go ahead and explain that now. But now that, you know, punchline, it's the most dangerous here, let me explain to you why it's likely the single most dangerous weapon in the world. Number one, every single one of you have touched the realm of education at some point. Whether that be you went to a school, you became a teacher, you went to higher education, whatever. You were homeschooled. Education touches every single one of us, all of us across the globe. So what does that mean? That means very small influences have really wide reaching impacts. For instance, if you've been homeschooled, your parents likely had to meet some regulatory requirements. Maybe you didn't know that, but that's what had to happen in order for them to homeschool. They had to submit, they had to, you know, to, you know, meet certain criteria. You had to take a test at some point, either that it was a GED or a high school equivalency exam, something like that. <clears throat> and so within any of these, even those that have touched the educational system the least, you have still been touched by the educational system. Granted, 
not much risk in that other than through your homeschool teacher or parents or your community organization, something like that. But most people, at least in the United States, get their education through the public educational system, the vast majority. So any small influence through the political system, through regulatory demands, or any small influence by uh, way of a particular district saying, we're going to have this available or this available, or we're not going to have this available, or we're not going to have this available. It has wide reaching impacts. We're talking about thousands of children a year are impacted in each school district. Thousands, if not in some of the larger ones, tens of thousands of students impacted by a single decision. That, my friends, is influence. And let's be real. Influence is what empowers the mass in terms of political movement, in terms of monetary movement, so the economic system. The educational system touches every life in that way, and it reaches all of us regardless. So by design, let's go to point number two on this. Point number two is by design, we are relation. So any person who has participated in a school has at the age of typically in the U.S. around five years old, sometimes if they're in Head Start even earlier, begun the process of creating these multiple scales, right? Around here, you hear me talk about healthy versus unhealthy because that's the most, in my opinion, the most appropriate scale to use, healthy versus unhealthy. But in the school system, it's love, hate. It's not love, love at a distance, which would be the healthy version it's, oh, I like that teacher. I hate that teacher. I, that teacher was my favorite. That teacher can rot in the depths of the sludgiest, messiest, slimiest. You know what I'm talking about. We create these scales. And so what happens is we start to see there's those that are in and those that are out when that is not a healthy way to look at relationships. It's those that I can love up close and those that I can love at a distance. That's the healthier version. So we've created a, a system in education that creates all these scales for us. You know, uh, comfortable, uncomfortable, like, don't like, so on and so on which some of that's going to naturally occur anyway, but at the school system, we've made it now a uh, those that are favored versus those that are unfavored, right? Because some people take to the traditional academic system and some people, I don't know, they're athletes. They don't, it, for many years, they don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that my brain has to be that powerful. And so they decide, oh, I'm just going to make my body powerful. And if they don't get powerful enough in their body to succeed exceedingly in, in athletics, or if they get hurt, now all of a sudden, they're left out. 
And so it goes. All right. I could go on and on in that category. Number four, three, sorry. Number three, school lasts a long time during the day, but also during the years. It takes 13 years in the public school system to get from the beginning to the end, just to start your higher education. 13 years. Now, some graduate early. Okay, so less exposure. But let's be real. Let's say it only took 10 years. What does that mean? There's so many opportunities to catch and manipulate others. Yep. In in terms of weaponizing, people are the most powerful weapon on the planet. And all of them are touched by schools. And all of them spend loads and loads of time in schools. And here's point number four. It only takes one evil teacher to plant hundreds or thousands of evil seeds, making it the best ground ever if you want to destroy a people. Any people, any group of people, you want to destroy it, attack their education, limit their education. And you will effectively destroy an entire population. Number five, it only takes one Hitler to be grown from terrible, for terrible, for terrible outcomes. One. Now, If you go back and you look at the tweet that I put together, that X, whatever we call it now, if you go back and you look at it, I posted a picture and this is what the picture said. This sifting process began at school for the remarkable fact about the language struggle is that it is, it's waves strike hardest perhaps in the school. The language struggle, meaning if you can't speak the language of the rich, if you can't speak the language of the poor, if you can't speak the language of those who have, those who don't have, whatever category you're looking for, if you can't speak the language, that's what it's talking about right there. It's at the school where that language is taught. Oh, you don't have the right clothes. You don't fit in. You don't belong. Then it goes on to say this. So let me let me back it up. It says, uh, uh, struggle is, is that it's wave strike hardest, perhaps, in the school, since it is the seedbed of the coming generation. School is the place to change the future. That's what he's saying there. It is a struggle for the soul of the child And to the child, its first appeal is addressed. Who said that? Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler said that. He knew. He knew what I'm telling you today. Now, do I like the guy? Nope. Do I think he was evil? Yep. Do I think he ran into some issues where, uh, you know, he, he could have been influenced in a school in a negative way? Clearly. He is an example. And here's the other thing. Go ahead and look. 
do you see any politicians who truly, truly were blue collar or working class? Uh -uh. Nope. Some of them went through the working class, but they all eventually went through the educational system. Does that mean they're all evil? No, not at all. But to resist those influences that come through the educational system takes a lot, folks. I want to leave you with this. It could also be said that education is the best tool to save people. Look, people break people. Broken people specifically break people. Evil people break people. But people heal people. The educational system could be doing that too. Matter of fact, it's probably doing a little bit of both. Now, our hope would be that the evil gets weeded out, the, uh, the, the, the awful, the, those who cannot subscribe to some social norms like, I don't know, don't kill people. But then we see that that's not working all the time. And in particular, right now, we got to look back two, three, four generations to say what was happening in the American education. Because that is the result of the increase, the uptick in school shootings. It's not, it's, it's not today's problem. It's yesterday's problem. It's kids being ignored. It's, it's evil teachers being kept in the system because the system can't get rid of them. Look, if you don't belong as a teacher, don't be a teacher. It doesn't seem that difficult. And yet there are, uh, look, I, I was in the educational system for a while. I saw some great teachers. I saw some awful teachers. They did not belong there. And they don't always balance each other out. Some of the great ones need to stick around. The bad ones need to be gone. They need to not have that job. Go find some other way to contribute to our society, to our culture. Somewhere where you don't have to feel like you're going to be attacked at any time because you're terrible at your job. But we have a union for that, folks. Do what you want with that information. At the end of the day, I, I watched it happen right in front of me. Hundreds of teachers. I knew hundreds of teachers. And some of them, let's be real. I'm gonna I, I, this is you know, this is not scientific, but I would guess somewhere close to 25, maybe more percent didn't belong there at all. At all, folks. And I was in good school districts. Like they were good school districts. So in our culture, I would venture to say, it's really tough to save anybody in education. Because by design, that ability is being taken away from teachers. Don't spend too much time 
with the with the good students or the bad students or the middle students or don't spend too much time there. Uh, make sure you teach your your curriculum and only your curriculum. Or hey, we can talk about these social things, but not these social things. We can't talk about religion unless the student brings it up. Because there's all these weird things that go on in the that prevent us in in the educational setting at least to help and save the kids. What there's not is very much in the way of preventing them from having the seeds of evil and awfulness. You're just not prevented from that because the loud, unfortunately, the loud minority of people, minority not meaning your class, minority meaning number of people who are pushing their agendas through the educational system. Therefore, it is likely the the single most dangerous weapon. I could make some cases for some other things too. I can make a case that the economic system is is the is the greatest because it touches everybody also. I could make the case for uh you know drugs you know, drugs, the drug world, the undercurrent being, you know, the, the greatest weapon. But at the end of the day, education hits every single one of you. So there you go, folks. I'm giving you a healthy perspective. It's not necessarily right. I'm not about being right or wrong. I I love the process of helping you think for yourself so that you know what kinds of questions to ask and where to go to ask them so that you can put processes in place that allow you to grow and get better yourself. Healthy perspectives, folks. That's the name. Thank you so much for joining us and have a good one. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot, so we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms, but you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com, or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy dash perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.